Welcome back to Star Wars Escape Pod, and uh, we've got a very special guest joining us today, the uh, the one and only Supreme Supreme Emperor from uh, Wikipedia, and uh, we've got our co-host Blake along for the ride to uh, uh, chat with uh, with the Supreme Emperor all about uh, things Wikipedia related, Star Wars fandom based, and uh, and a whole lot more. So let's get into it. landing fellas how are you doing oh wait hold on a second here um <laughs> i got a mute i had the track muted sorry about that <laughs> how are you guys doing <laughs> we're doing great guys thanks for having us on yeah no worries this is a a, a conversation i was very excited to have once josh told me he was able to get in contact with you <laughs> this, this would be pretty cool yeah, I mean, uh, I saw the, uh, the 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 tweet that you put out there, and um, you know, I thought to myself, "Hey, uh, you know, I mean, I'm sure you're busy with all the Star Wars podcasts that took you up on the offer, but um, but yeah, thanks for thanks for coming on ours." <laughs> oh, it's honestly our pleasure. We're um, I'm having a blast doing the uh, round around the podcast, just getting to talk about the site and how things work, and uh, pulling back the veil a little bit. Amazing. So, for short, uh, could we just call you SE then? Yeah, that's fine. Sweet. Okay. Okay. That's what I was wondering too. I don't know if you prefer like my lord or <laughs> <laughs> the royal uh, royal highnessness. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, that's right. But, yeah. Um, Malige. But yeah, how long have you been doing this, man? Uh, so I started on site back. I started first reading the site back around 2007, 2008. Made a couple little test edits here and there, but didn't really dive in until 2011. And from there, I just went down the rabbit hole and uh, just kept going. 2015, uh, I became one of the site administrators. And then here we are now. Yeah. Now that's, um, that's I mean, you know, the, we're just we're just conversing before uh, before you popped in. And, and uh, the uh, undertaking for creating such a large project must have been... Um, insane you know yeah it really was like we're talking like this site was first created in 2005 and since then it's been quite literally thousands if not like tens of thousands of people contributing over you know over like two decades nearly right yep i could see that you'd really need a crew of that many people just with so much content because even just the the eu up to the point where or eventually the sith came out there was just so many novels and comics and stuff and then let alone where we are now like it's just such a huge undertaking. Yeah, it really is, and especially when you have stuff coming out on like quite literally a daily basis some weeks. Right. 
Yeah, it's no, like it's, hours sometimes. <laughs> it, it's crazy. I mean, like there, there's a new Star Wars comic just uh, just about every week, and you know that's a lot of additional hyperlinks to add. You know, <laughs> let a, let alone the page uh, uh, that it needs to exist, but uh, to actually like you know add it to all the lists uh, on all the, the the pages that have a list of all the individual comic issues for all this and that. I mean, like, you know, there's so much stuff like, like just um, how many volunteers like full time are we talking about here? Uh, so on any given day, and it's been a while since I double checked this number, so it might be a little outdated, but on any given day, I would estimate at least 50 people contributing in some form or another. And that's regulars, quote unquote. Yeah. Um, but over the course of a month, you're looking at several hundred people when you start factoring in people that are just making a little fix here and there, like say finding a typo while they're reading. Um, you're talking hundreds. Yeah, makes sense. And it's probably like a around the clock thing too. I'm guessing it's people all, all over the planet. So someone's always doing something. Yeah, there's always somebody online. Um, that's what happens. What, what happens is whenever I'll have like a, a night where I'm just kind of not really not really uh, not really tired i'll just hop in and hey it's all the people from over in europe what's going on everyone <laughs> yeah just check in see what, see what everyone's editing check in with everyone on the other side of the planet <laughs> do you guys have Pretty a way cool. of uh of conversing with each other like the main kind of source volunteers yeah so we actually we have our discord server which is it's publicly available to everyone there are some channels that are locked to editors only so people who have 50 edits or more but other than that i mean anyone is more than welcome to join Gotcha. Nice. We've got some channels set up for um, for helping people. So if people are wanting to get into editing or want to learn where to start, it's a great place to learn. Then we've also got our unverified discussions channel, which is just, hey, come and talk Star Wars with us. Yeah. Well, if it's open then for anyone to join, we can we can put that in the link to this this podcast. If anyone wants to check it out, they're welcome to do so. Yeah. We can certainly do that. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. If you want to send that over to me, I'll uh, I'll be sure to throw that in. Um. What what I mean you know being being a uh, um, uh, so involved as you are with with the Star Wars uh, wiki and and uh, I mean like what what first got you into Star Wars in the first place I mean uh, you know what what was it that that brought you there to being a Star Wars fan? Well, funny enough for me, it wasn't the movies or anything for me. It was uh, picking up a used copy of Heir to the Empire from a local used bookstore. Nice. Read through that. <laughs> yeah, I'm a big fan of those read, novels as well. <laughs> it, it just drags you in. Uh, so I read through that, picked up the rest of the series. From there, moving on to the Jedi Academy trilogy, uh, which I, to this day I think is still one of the greatest things I've ever read. Um, and then from there, it just turned into any book I can find, grab it. Doesn't matter if it's the third book in a series. I'll fill in the gaps with Wikipedia. Yeah, nice. That's a, that's actually a pretty neat way to go about it. Just like jump ahead to wherever. Like, especially Josh. Josh is all about everything has to be in chronological order all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I am. I'm a, I'm a big sucker for chronological order. I, I mean, it's just there was a there was a point in time before they had officially put out uh, a chronological list because with all the EU and everything was starting to get pretty vast. So Josh went and actually made his own chronological list <laughs> order that he tried to share with that all of like, us and all of our friends who are like really the Star Wars galaxy. Yeah, you know, it's, it's just, a, it's just a, a, a crazy kind of expanding story, right, with so much stuff in it. So, um, it, you know, it got to the point where uh, all the, these new kind of canon books and stuff, there was no um, definitive kind of timeline for uh, reading or, or putting these all in a certain place. Uh, 
with all of the comic books that were coming out and the games and uh, it, it was like fresh off the Disney boat sort of deal. And, uh, and so, yeah, I, 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 I put together in a, a, a kind of a, an, an initial document with all of this stuff in order. And, and each of them had uh, hyperlinks to the Wikipedia, you know, pages. And, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, that's, that's what I shared around with people for a little while. And then uh, that kind of fizzled out when it just got, it just got insane, you know, like all, all of the stuff coming out every week, like you say, uh, it just got crazy and, and I just couldn't keep on top of it anymore. So, uh, that was a bust, but <laughs> you know, if, if it's any consolation, there's no single person on the entire site that's actually able to keep up with literally everything. It's, it's just not possible. It's crazy, right? Like it's, uh, it's, it's, it's absolutely nuts. It makes me wonder how the people like Lucasfilm themselves able to keep up with everything and make sure that there's no, no issues. Yeah. Nothing like over like overseeing that causes like a huge cannon plot hole or something. <laughs> yeah, I will say like for the most part, their um, Lucasfilm story group, the group that actually handles that internal continuity, they do they do a very good job of it. Um, obviously, you know, as with anything, a couple things are going to slip through, and that, that's going to happen in a universe this large. But by and large, they do a pretty damn good job. Yeah, yeah. I'm incredibly impressed as well. Speaking of much which, as, actually, like, much as much as we like to bitch about the little the little discrepancies here and there, by and large, you know, they they do good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, speaking of which, um, I I mean, they have their own uh, their own guy who who sort of does all of this stuff, which is uh, Lee Lin Chi, uh, yeah. you know, known to us as the the keeper of the holocron at Lucasfilm, and uh, they've got their own database uh, on on the uh, it's. I believe you guys might even have a um, record of it on the Wikipedia somewhere. But at at one point there was like a screenshot that was released um, of this database software that, that they use in in house. And um, it can be found uh, either on Wikipedia or or somewhere on, on Google images. But um, you know, with, with all of the, uh, the stuff that they do on their end to keep track of things, obviously their database includes stories that aren't yet fully finished or released to the public. Uh, which kind of is probably the biggest difference between that and Wikipedia. But then uh, I would imagine it's also kind of like a, a short notes sort of deal, whereas Wikipedia is uh, uh, insanely, um, you know, like detailed when it, when it comes to uh, studying up on characters and such. You don't even really need to read the books anymore. You can just go to the Wikipedia page and, and you know, it's probably summarized there somewhere. Notes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah I'm, I'm guessing a lot of their internal stuff is kind of short form notes. Um I'm just looking at the article now for the Holocron continuity database, and it looks like so it was this year that they hit 100,000 articles on in that database. Wow, that's a lot. You know, that's uh, and that's that's probably like very few people contributing to that. But and Leland Chi being the head guy, but um, yeah. Pablo, I, I I imagine would also be you know, very familiar with that as well, but uh, I have do, to imagine Pablo's involved in some way. Shape, or form. <laughs> yeah. Well, we always, we always have these jokes here on the show that, um, that Pablo is, is, uh, kind of like sitting there like Alfred in front of a back computer with all these screens in front of him, just, you know, on multiple, you know, just tweeting stuff all the time. And he's got Wikipedia up on like four monitors and like editing all the pages and, <laughs> I mean, are you Someone aware of any the uh, latest comic? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Summarizing the latest Kenobi episode, you know, um, correcting people's spelling mistakes. Was a, this obscure reference that he just knows. It's crazy. Yeah. It was so amazing. 
Is, are Especially you aware of any uh, Lucasfilm employees that that help with the the Wikipedia effort? I, I don't know of any that like edit offhand. We do have a couple that a couple people that are involved, um, be it like writers, um, artists, creators that just that just lurk around our Discord and pop in time to time just to chat, see what's up. Um, but I don't think there's any that are actually editing, quote unquote. I believe we did catch Pablo making an edit one time, and we made a meme to commemorate. And it was like Pablo makes a copy edit. <laughs> nice. <laughs> but, uh, no, other than that, I don't think we have any that are regular editors yet. <laughs> yet, yeah, and they might be just ghost editors too. You don't realize that they work for Lucasfilm. <laughs> yeah. Anyone I do wonder if they. On, anyone that's interacted with me on Twitter knows that I'm always looking for ways to attract new editors. <laughs> Yeah. Yep, fair enough. <laughs> Such a massive task. It is that your your go-to hobby kind of when you get home from work, it's just it's just the uh the thing, you know, you launch up Wikipedia and you get editing. Yeah, more or less or um be it some fandom related project or another um That's kind of the go-to. It's it's just a great way to unwind, get to uh be part of a larger community of people that, you know, just as passionate about the same thing as I am. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It, it, you know, it, it's such a time, uh, uh, a big, a big commitment. You know, to to be uh, contributing to such a large thing <laughs> yeah. uh, like Wikipedia. I mean, it's just it's it's a monster for uh, uh, for a, a fandom with with all of the pages. I mean, um, how many pages are there now? Uh, at this moment, one hundred seventy-five thousand nine hundred twenty-two content articles. That's a lot of pages. Wow. <laughs> but I, I just I feel like really goes to show is how much Star Wars content there is. Yeah. And I would I would say given time we could probably easily double that number. Given time. You, you kind of already did with the the Disney acquisition. <laughs> yeah, how did that everything has two parts? How did that uh that work? When Disney acquired Star Wars, what were the challenges of of archiving and and organizing the canon? In, and legends into the separate tabs and uh you know how long did that that take and um uh is there still any ongoing effort to preserve the the legends material at the same time while maintaining like the new canon stuff like because there was that overlap of course well the beautiful thing about the fact that it's uh, entirely volunteer based is that people just kind of come in and work on what interests them so for a chunk of the user base that's Legends material for another chunk that's canon material, and then you have kind of that overlap of people that just float between both continuities. So there's always attention being paid to both. Um, when that split first happened, once you got past the initial confusion of, you know, how is this going to look, and we started to learn that, okay, so it's this is going to be Legends universe, this is going to be the new continuity, then you start kind of digging into the specifics of, you know, how do you present this to the reader? Because you obviously don't want to have everything on a single page, because that just, from a reader perspective, that just doesn't make sense. Hmm. Um, it was at that point that one of our code-savvy users, Cade, came up with this idea of a, of a tab system, um, which we then implemented using bots, because there's no, absolutely no way that you could do this by hand. Right. Only with 10,000 people helping you. <laughs> <laughs> I remember... So um, talking, yeah, because at that point you're talking like every single page has to be up, has to be edited multiple times based on this editing script. So you're talking a couple hundred thousand edits just there alone. Basically the whole website needed to reformat yeah, it. literally every single article. <laughs> I, I, I remember I really the... want to know... 
specifically like when you guys saw the news that like Captain Kennedy said we're like we're moving all the current stories to legends like I wanted I'm, I'm really curious what went through your guys head at that very moment <laughs> what, went, what went through my head was uh I mean you can bleep this out if you want but like oh shit because <laughs> yeah. at that point I'm just like I don't really I didn't really know how to take it at that point because up to that point it had been you know this huge part of my life and I was, I was, uh, I was hesitant. I was worried about what direction they were going to go in. But I'm, I'm happy to say that all these years later, I'm, I'm happy with how they've done it. Right. Yep. Me too. Now I'm happily one of those people who just floats between both continuities. Yeah. Exactly. And I love that they're slowly like pulling in the EU stuff too. Like, see, I feel like Dave Filoni is like, this is his secret plan to like bring back as much as he possibly can. And I, I, I personally have my hopes and my, my sights on them bringing back the, uh, the Air of the Empire trilogy. Can I presume that you're up to date on Obi Wan Kenobi? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Okay, I, I didn't want to be that guy. Um, there was—I don't know if you're—did you notice the uh, giant wall in the background that had all the Orabesh text on it? Yeah. Yeah. I don't so, think we've translated yet, though. Quite a quite a uh, few uh, quite a few well, Easter let's just eggs. Say pa- Pablo had a hand in that. Ah. Because one of the names on there is a reference to a Jedi from one of the old West End games source books from the '90s. Oh wow! Pablo, nice. Yeah. Pablo tweeted out an image of this character with no context about an hour after the episode launched, and we're just like, "I I know what you did, Pablo, and I like it." <laughs> it's so funny. Um, Pablo just kind of like trolling everyone. I believe that there was also another one, if I remember correctly, was uh, it translated to the name of a Jedi from the Star Wars Galaxies MMO. Oh, amazing! Oh, yeah. interesting. Like, yeah. I, I know what you're doing, and I, I love it. <laughs> There was uh, so seeds. The, the, there's been so many uh, uh, Easter eggs with with even like a young Koran, uh, which, which I assume is a Koran horn. Uh, you know, a little yeah, little Easter egg there for the games. But uh, but yeah, I mean, like it, it's been really cool to see um, you know all these Easter eggs kind of like pop up. Whether or not we see them actually get uh, get a payoff at some point. Yeah, it doesn't really matter. I mean, like it's just it just satisfies all of us who who kind of recognize that stuff, and you know, it's all these all these Star Wars fans out there who have those 4K TVs, and they actually do take the screenshot and you know <laughs> decipher the text, and <laughs> you know, it's like yeah, exactly. Got to put it on the wiki. Now that you know that stuff is like that that person whoever is canon, you can kind of pull the thread until they recanonize it. You can kind of just assume whatever EU was it should just be the same. Yeah. yeah. And the other thing I think is cool that I, I really like they're doing is um, they're just getting so much more involved with the fans with it. Like I know with um, Kenobi, they were pulling in you know prominent people from the fan community to just be a background extra. Right. Um, and you know you get to, yeah, five hundred first, and it was involved a lot. And I think the yeah. Mandalorian as well. The the Mandalorian group. Yeah, they. Um, I know the Five Hundred First did a lot of the background stuff during filming of Mando, but it's just great to see you know these people that are lifelong fans getting to connect with other people that are lifelong fans. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And on top and of that, Lucasfilm doesn't have to pay them; they'll do it for free. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, like I know in episodes like four and five, they even had um, Christina Ariel, who hosts the High Republic show. Um, she was just chilling in the background. She was she was one of the uh, one of the rebels in the background. Yeah, just hanging out. Yeah, that that uh, <laughs> I I didn't even realize that until the, uh, the this week in Star Wars episode came out, which which pointed it out. I think it I think it was that that pointed it out. But uh, yeah, that was that was quite funny to see as well. Uh, 
you know what what goes on at Luke's film kind of kind of stays uh, stays in the family sort of thing, you know. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, like right after that episode went live, she shot us a DM with just like a time code, and we're like, and pull that up. Like, make sure oh, this gets on the website. Cute. Yeah. <laughs> Like, I had to wait till it came out. <laughs> That's so funny. When this, when the source books come out, then then you guys can finally make her a, a character page, and uh... <laughs> she'll get an action figure and everything else. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yes, and that's just going to be fantastic. And, and it just goes back to like the idea of like you know you have all these people that are lifelong fans who have now gone from being fans to being directly involved with the creation of this material, which is just. It's yeah. just creating a much larger community because now these people that are involved are going to get more involved with other people who are lifelong fans, and it's just going to it's just going to keep rolling from there. Right. Yeah. And I feel like this is what Lucasfilm was a lot like before the Disney acquisition. Like they felt like they were really involved with the the community. And I, it seemed like it was maybe more of a George Lucas thing. I'm really glad to see that returning. And it's even on the social media side, like their Star Wars Twitter account is very active with fans now. People are just having a blast, just having these positive engagements. Instead yeah. of just arguing with directors on Twitter. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we got a question from uh, one of our one of our regular guests on the show, uh, a friend of ours. His name's Phil. Uh, and he, he wanted to ask you, who, who who's your favorite Star Wars character and why is it Dash Rendar? <laughs> well, I have to disappoint by saying, unfortunately, it's not Dash. Um, I gotta go with. Poor I, have to go with Thr- I have to go with Thrawn. Amazing. Just okay. because, the, just because that reading of *Heir to the Empire* had a very, you know, profound impact. The just the way that Thrawn looks at everything entirely from the analytical standpoint, taking away the emotion, it was just something that really spoke to me. And maybe that had a maybe that had a hand in pushing me onto Wikipedia and just looking at things from the from the analytical side. Yeah, no, that's actually a good point. It's a good connection there. That would make a lot of sense. What what uh, what are your what are your thoughts on the new Thrawn Thrawn books and and uh, the new? De- I mean, there's been the rebels six uh, Thrawn books in the recent canon. I, honestly, I'm first off, like it's great to see Timothy Zahn back in this again. Um, he's always just had such a way with words. Um, he's able to condense so much into just a couple hundred pages. Um, and I think with Rebels, I think they did the character justice. I think that uh, they absolutely nailed his behavior, his mannerisms, and his, uh, his desire to just outdo everybody. You know, like... I'm Always be 10 me. steps ahead. Yeah, exactly. So you were pretty happy when, when you saw him in Rebels. It was it was great to see him up on the big screen. Yeah. <laughs> and we keep getting hints that maybe he might show up in one of these series as the new big bad. You know, I'm pretty excited for that. If that I'm thinking happens Ahsoka, to be the case, anything, it's pr- I'm thinking it's probably going to be Ahsoka. But knowing how good they are at just trolling fans, I would not True. be surprised to see another little name drop somewhere. Yeah, because uh, it seems like she's going to be looking for like Ezra, and Ezra yeah. we lost saw disappear with Thrawn. So, yeah, you know, stands to reason. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm I'm kind of curious. What um, we have, we have, we have another we have a few questions that that a few of, of our uh, of our regular uh, voices on the show uh, contributed here, and uh, this one's from from Darian. Um, but uh, how much how many Star Wars fans visit Wikipedia a day? Do you, do you know what kind of traffic goes on on uh, on the wiki? Yeah. So without getting into like actual like specific numbers, but um, you're looking upwards of like probably half a million people a day just just reading wow. pages. 
Half a million. That's that's a lot of people. <laughs> actually, I wouldn't be surprised if that was actually like well over a million a day in terms of page views, just based on the new Obi Wan series. Yeah, so that's, that's probably a good range to spitball in. I wonder. I wonder that's what nuts. that. Yeah, I wonder what that compares with uh, with with StarWars.com. I mean, you know, Wikipedia. <laughs> I'm sure even gets... news websites are jealous of those numbers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's uh that's impressive um uh you know and and it all all volunteer based uh you know like you know not a cent comes out of this right yeah like we're all we're all just doing this because we enjoy the universe yeah um, just yeah, fans come together yeah exactly and that's kind of the big thing about fandom too the company that hosts wikipedia and other wiki or other wiki sites like uh, memory alpha for example star trek wiki um that's kind of the big thing is it's you know, it's for the love of fans. It's yeah. we're all passionate about something, and this is how we kind of showcase it. This is how we kind of bring all of those fans together. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh, you know, as to what it, it, it should be, right? Like, uh, um, I mean, it's the same with this podcast. It's just a a, a bunch of fans, you know, getting together, chatting about <laughs> Star Wars, and uh, doing it because we love hey, Star we're Wars. Already doing it. Yeah, we're already doing it anyway. So I was like, why don't we just record it and put it out there? Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's where the idea for this thing came from. Was was primarily just like you know, we we have so many good talks about Star Wars stuff. Like you know, other people would actually maybe find this interesting. So. You know, let's uh, yeah, let's put like a slight, yeah. You know, let's let's put an intro to it and and uh, slap some sort of a raw kind of uh, template of a you know how we're gonna have the discussion. But but primarily, I mean, you know, it's all just um, just a bunch of us chatting Star Wars as fans do and uh, contributing to that that wide web of fandom content out there. Uh, which and, uh, uh, and the really cool thing about it is. Um all of us being on like fandom, like hosted by fandom, it's, there's a lot of overlap between the various communities. So like I, in a given night, I could have a chat with someone from memory alpha where we talk about um, some of the back end stuff to do with editing, or you just kind of get exposed to all these other, um, these other fandoms that you, you didn't even know existed. Right. And it just kind of nudges you deeper into that rabbit hole. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, you know, the fandom is such a, a, a crazy part of what helps uh, this, franchise be valued at, at what it is i mean uh you know when at, at last count fandom hosts something like three hundred thousand wiki sites <laughs> i mean it's uh it's, it's crazy i mean to think uh what 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 george sold lucasfilm for um i mean uh you know quite frankly um you know even though the content itself only had certain value i mean it's really the fandom that gets sold with it because you know, so much of us are are so uh, uh, enamored by by this fictional universe out there that uh, you know they launch a new book or whatever, and you know there's X amount of people are going to buy that book, and you know the you start racking up the numbers, it's like wow, there's some serious money to be made here, and and it's pretty much all due to the fans that that really make it what it is uh, as far as a success story. I mean, uh, in in the eyes of the public, that is right. Um, yeah. So, yeah, um, um, I, uh, I got another question here for you, which is, um, from, who's this from here? Uh, how much Star Wars, oh yeah, how much Star Wars content do you research in a day? Uh, this might even just be, a, um, uh, a leisure kind of reading of a, of a book, 
um, or, uh, you know, just, uh, just to sit down and, and got to catch up on like the weekly, uh, the weekly comics or, or, or something like that. Um, so this, this question is also from Phil. Not nearly as much time as I would like to be able to put to it. Um, it kind of depends on what I'm focusing on. Like at the moment I've been doing a lot of back end dark mode fixes. So if you're logged, if you have a fandom account and you're logged in, you can choose to view the site in either light mode or dark mode, which is superior, by the way. Dark mode is superior. Um, <laughs> but the last couple of weeks, I've been doing a lot of back-end dark mode fixes. Um, so, like, I'll get home, I'll run a script to fix uh, some old templates so that they display better. Um, and that's just kind of eaten up a lot of that time. Um, but it really just, like I said, it depends on what I happen to be looking at at the moment. And the same goes for everyone on site. It just depends on what project you have on the go. And that could change on a daily basis. Right. Yep, fair enough. But if you had unlimited time, I'm guessing it would be oh, yeah. all day long. Oh, 100%. <laughs> if, I, if I could get paid to do this, I, that would be like dream right there. So if anybody wants to pay me to do this, I mean, please, I'm I'm more than well, more than happy to. Maybe give uh, Pablo a run for his money, take over his job. I think that's all he does all day is just read Star Wars books. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He, no, he George might wanted to do that at one point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, who wouldn't, Pablo, right? If you need Pablo, if you need an assistant. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Share some of the the content. You don't need to do it all. I'm sure Pablo's probably one of your biggest contributors to the wiki, though. I mean. Uh, Let's be honest. The guy, the guy, it's like the guy's job, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, Blake. I know you got some questions written down here. Yeah, a few here. Let me check the doc. Uh, I guess you kind of like somewhat answered this, but I was wondering if Lucasfilm ever reaches out specifically if something they realized was incorrect. Sorry, you cut out for a second there. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I was wondering if like Lucasfilm ever contacts uh, like the, the Wikipedia directly. If they ever see if there's anything that's uh, like mismatched from what their understanding of canon. And to my knowledge, I don't think we ever have. Um, I think generally we're pretty good at getting it accurate the first try. Um, yeah, for sure. But obviously, you know, we do have a couple of people that are hanging around in our Discord. Um, so if let's say an author notices something was wrong, they'll just be like, "Hey, guys, psst, heads up." Yeah, yeah, this is just slightly off here. Switch this. It's like, I guess uh, another. This is, this is on the list, but if when something when a canon kind of changes, I guess, but like both things are considered canon. Like, what do you guys do with that discrepancy? Like an example would be like Canon Jerris, right? When we saw him at the beginning of Bad Batch, that changed his his uh, his uh, like his storyline. I was just gonna say that would be a perfect example for it. Um, so for that, then it become then it just comes down to um, like. First of all, like how much of a difference are we talking? Like, is it something that can be you know attributed to just um, artistic liberties? Like, is it just you know a color change, or if it's something that's like an actual retcon, then it comes down to which is higher priority. So obviously, TV, movies, that sort of visual media, that's going to be kind of like the top tier. Um, so then that kind of takes precedent over everything else. Um, Otherwise, then you just kind of salvage what you can and you try to find the best way to tie those things together. Right. Mm. Yeah, that makes sense. You know, it's funny how it, at the end of the day, everything kind of falls back to the old G-level canon system. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the uh, the old Lucas kind of hierarchy, uh, which uh, we, haven't, we haven't really uh, gone into super into depth, I guess, on, on at any point on the podcast, but we have brought it up before. Uh, 
but yeah, what are your what are your opinions on that? Uh, you know, with with the complexity of this canon kind of getting richer and richer as time goes by. I mean, there's obviously going to be uh, spots where inconsistencies slip through, and and when you when like you say how, how the analytics of putting all of this stuff literally on a page. I mean, uh, you know, it's easier to spot. Uh, when you're looking at it all in kind of bullet form and yeah um, I mean like like what what do you what are your um, strategies for I guess smoothing that over um, honestly the easiest way to handle something like that is just community discussion um, that's kind of one of the benefits to have our discord servers we get to have kind of one-on-one -on -one live chats with every major editor on the site so we can just very quickly try to hammer out a solution um, that'll then go to um, a discussion on site so people who aren't on Discord can participate, um, followed by a vote, and generally that's a very smooth process. It's just community discussion. Vote now! Vote now! <laughs> <laughs> Which, unironically, is in fact the, uh, I believe that was actually the uh, quote used on our uh, consensus track forum. Was vote now. Nice. You know, you know, like, it's funny because, like, is it, you get to a certain level of, of like, quoting star wars movies but like the the non-obvious ones and then other people have no idea what you're talking about and yeah, sure. it's just like it just <laughs> makes you sound like yeah it only works in certain circles right and it just makes me so happy when people recognize it's like recognized uh, <laughs> it's when you spot a real star wars fan yeah yeah exactly you know the quote i'm talking about yeah. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> like halfway down the street, I'll hear someone give that quote. No, you know, I'll be like, "Yo, <laughs> I, heard you. I got you, man. I got you." Yeah. Um, yeah. It's. Uh, it's. <laughs> yeah. You guys must have a good time. Uh, you know, contributing to this whole effort and. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I'll link it in the chat for you, but yeah, this is our consensus track, and it's literally the image on the right is uh, just vote now. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Hey, who who contributes to your news feed on the home screen? Because uh, you know it's a great uh, new newer feature, I guess. I don't know. Maybe maybe it's been a while since I actually looked at the home screen and not a specific page. But um, are you talking about the the on this day or the did you know? There's a there's a little uh, kind of widget called Wookie News, and um, in and it's like a slideshow. Um, uh, that that's kind of oh, going across oh, the main that page. One. Okay, that yeah. One. Yeah, and then we got like a like a read more kind of thing, and it takes you to a to a uh, a, a Wikipedia page. Uh, but it's uh, it's a smart little thing to put in there. Uh, I just thought it was Generally, it was we'll pretty just, cool. We'll keep that updated with uh, that's something I'll be locked to admin only. But we'll uh, we keep that updated with anything that's newer and coming out. Um, the main page is by far the most viewed page on site, just because it's the default landing for anyone who's coming to the site from say Google. Um, right. If you have an account, right. you can select where you want your where you want to land when you come to the site. But that's where it defaults. Gotcha. Okay. Interesting. Um, I'm curious. What's what's the longest page that you guys have on Wikipedia? I don't know if there's a way to figure that out. Ah, but yes, that that one is one of my favorite ones, and that's by far <laughs> Anakin Skywalker. The Legends version of uh, Anakin Skywalker is the largest on the site. Interesting. Okay, that makes sense. That makes and a that's lot of sitting sense. Sitting at seven hundred and seventy thousand twenty-nine bytes, followed by the Canon Anakin Skywalker at seven hundred twenty thousand bytes. That actually might be overtaken. 
We uh, we tend to do uh, these episodes every now and again on on uh, the podcast called What Happened, which which we go through uh, the chronological events and appearances of of a certain character throughout all of Star Wars. And Anakin is just one of those characters I don't think we'll ever do because it, it's no. just it's like just too, yeah it's just like a, it's too big. I mean, like we did Ahsoka, and I think that was probably our biggest one yet. Um, uh, I forget what that clocked in at, but uh, you know we, we try to do the characters that are kind of less uh, less seen on screen and and more kind of between the between the big chapters, uh, you know, in yeah. the, in the pages of books and in the comics and all that. Um, and generally, I think the idea is to uh, try to like enlighten people, but obscure characters that are about to be in the live action yeah. series. Yeah, so, like Cad Bane was one we just did. Yeah, yeah, Cad Bane. Yeah, we did it. We did one for Quinlan Voss uh, at one point. Uh, we did one for the Dark Saber. Uh, I guess we're gonna have to do Thrawn. Bo-Katan. Pretty soon. <laughs> Thrawn is on our list. Thrawn is on our list of, of to dos. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's it's honestly like having the Wikipedia there to uh, actually help construct sort of literally like what what refer. Uh, sometimes I'll just jump right to the uh, references section at the bottom and uh and i'll see when that character was was mentioned or or um has been in and sometimes there's been a something from the comics that i haven't quite quite caught up on yet and i'm like oh you know he was in there and then i'll uh uh you know i'll I'll, or she'll she'll be in there and then and then i'll um uh pick up that that particular title and you know, give it a reader, add it to our list of, of events to go through when talking about the character. But it's it's been very useful to to have that. And you see, that's the thing we love to hear. We love to we love to learn about people just getting use out of the site and uh, and just enjoying it. Um, when I took over our Twitter account last year, that was kind of one of my big pushes was to kind of bring it full circle back to uh, back to the fans that are enjoying reading this content and just kind of. Like I alluded to earlier, kind of pulling back the veil on how this actually works. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, That's a good point because it has been a black box, and I, I've been on the website since like grade five. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I uh, I remember the days when when Disney first bought uh, Lucasfilm, and when I guess when your your tab system kind of first went into place. Um, and all of the empty pages that that existed for the canon. I mean, there was just like a little blurb, and then and then mm-hmm. like nothing else because it hadn't been fleshed out yet, right? And um, you know, it's just uh, was there was there a piece of the code in there that that pointed people towards the tab that had more uh, content at the time, or or um... no? So there was no way for us to actually have it set up like that it was either going to be a one or the other so what we did was for the first little for the first i think year or so i want to say um we just left it to the to default and kill legends because you know we don't want to default people to the page that has no content right then once we hit the point where this content's been fleshed out we kind of have an idea of where this universe is going then we just did a quick little vote to uh to switch that over to canon just because it makes sense for that to be the default landing for people gotcha yeah Wow, I mean, so uh, if that's across the board, then there's some characters that only exist in EU. So does that mean that they would they would show up at an empty page and you have to switch over? No. So in the instance where there is, um, I'll use say Jaina Solo as an example. Um, 
if someone's looking for Jaina Solo, it's just going to default to the Legends one because there is no counterpart. Okay, um, yeah. So it's if there is a canon counterpart, it'll default to the canon, but if there isn't, it won't. I see. Okay. Yeah, that makes that a makes lot sense. of sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, Blake, do you have any more any more questions there? Well, I need to reword this question because I, now I know the answer beforehand. <laughs> so instead of asking what EU story uh, that you'd want to bring into canon, I'll ask you how you would like Heir of the Empire to become canon and if you think it'll fit into the current canonist we have now. I don't know if I would want to see it adapted kind of one for one, but I would love to see um, maybe have the Ahsoka show lead into... Uh, Thrawn returning from the unknown regions to take over the forces of the Empire because it's still a very open period where we don't really know what exactly goes down with the Warlords. Like we we kind of know bits and pieces, mm-hmm. but I think that would I be think, a great way to bring it in, right? Because I think we have somewhat established that similar to the old EU, the uh, after the Empire is like broken apart, yeah, and they kind of like a sectioned into like Warlord, yeah, kind of like shattered pieces of the former Empire. So it could be that Thrawn is trying to like uh, reconnect all that together. Yeah, and we already know that the Empire is active in the unknown region, so there's going to be some, you know, a couple little outposts here and there that he can kind of pull together to create a force and then just kind of work his way in, similar to how he did in Heir to the Empire. Yep, I think that'd probably be a better direction than using remote control Star Destroyers. (laughs) 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 that we've already, I guess, technically seen that in canon with Rise of Skywalker. (laughs) (laughs) Now if we can just bring back the Sun Crusher, and then all is good. That would be cool. I'm yeah, one uh, I'm, I'm one of the handful of people that actually really enjoyed that thing. Just like this super overpowered Star, Destro- <laughs> uh, Star Destroyer. <laughs> I mean, maybe that's just my childhood desire to see this ship fly through the bridge of a Star Destroyer on the big screen. That would be pretty badass. Yeah, I feel like it, maybe they'll they'll continue to do stuff kind of the, in, the, in the non-canon light now that the mm-hmm. uh, the seal's been broken on that with the uh, the animated stuff, the anime. Yeah, and now that we've got so, Vision Season 2 confirmed at Celebration. Yep, right. exactly. So there's hope yet that we could have it, we could have our cake and eat it too. <laughs> exactly. I would honestly love to see a sort of like a Star Wars What If series similar to the Marvel one. I think that would definitely be a hit. Yeah, I think that in a way that's kind of, I guess, what Visions has uh, set out to almost kind of be, but but more with the uh, obviously like the uh, the international um, artistic flair to uh, each of these episodes. Because if I'm not mistaken, season two is uh, going beyond uh, Japanese anime. I think we're now getting a, a the um, multiple other countries contributing to to their take on on Star Wars, right? It's like a, like a global effort. Yeah, I haven't looked too closely into it yet, but that that would make sense given that um, it was kind of their way of reaching out into these other communities just to see, you know, what's your what's your artistic interpretation of Star Wars, mm-hmm. right? And part of me in the back of my mind is thinking this is them kind of putting out the line to like fish for ideas and then stuff that really works that might just like steal it and put it in canon because <laughs> you know, with I, visions I'm there was I, <laughs> yeah because some of them were from the the first season were really cool and i think would really work in canon so i you know what i, I just want to see that uh the gemini class star destroyer that like dual star destroyer i just want to see that thing <laughs> that was just pretty deep from from the from the twins right <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah that, that was pretty. That was pretty interesting. I like seeing that. It was such a like a classic like 
super villain thing to do. That was pretty good. It really was, and it kind of it kind of had that kind of um, that old EU super weapon feel to it, where it's just like yes, it's exactly the most overpowered, completely out there thing we can think of. Two stars, Jurish can join with a super weapon in the middle. It just makes sense, and for some reason, they're <laughs> both bridges have control. Yeah. <laughs> And every super weapon needs its weakness. It's true. And I, I feel like they need to start doing stuff like this because Star Wars is starting to run out of ideas for super weapons. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, uh, I mean, is there any last-minute questions, uh, Blake, that you have uh, for the uh, Supreme Emperor here? Hmm, we went through the ones I knocked out here. Uh, when you inevitably think of one like 10 minutes after we finish recording... Feel free to invite us back on again sometime. Yeah, yeah, I think I got one. Absolutely. Why don't uh, Why don't you guys come back when Thrawn is finally canon, and then we'll have you as part of the review for that episode. Yeah, right, I like it. Let's do. It. Let's Let's throw this on the schedule. Yeah, yeah. We'll We'll. Uh, um, uh, yeah, you know what? I, I'm gonna. I, we're gonna put that put it on the list, Blake, uh, for uh, for future future show episodes. <laughs> and uh, you know, we'll, we'll we'll get you guys back on again when uh, when that Sounds inevitably good. happens because. They've been. They've it's been gonna teasing. happen. It's gonna happen. Yeah, it's gonna happen. Yeah, it's, it's gonna. Yeah, he's like he's just he's too just perfect. Don't... Sorry, Washington go ahead. Just, Washington doesn't leave it as always just a subtle mention or like a you just missed him. Oh man, that would be Master so aggravating. <laughs> but the problem with Dave Filoni at the helm, I just feel like it has to happen because he's just way too perfect of a villain to fill that void, yeah. and oh, everyone already him. loves him. And Filoni's great at just bringing the character in right at the right moment. Um, between yep. him and Favreau, like they're just they're just fantastic at that. Yeah, they are. Yep, yeah. so true. I've loved everything I've done so far. So they're, they're great storytellers. Uh, I, you Even know, I look forward to more. They rip our hearts out when they get involved, or when they get the Kiners involved. Yep, that's true. <laughs> but they, yeah, we can sometimes persuade them to change their mind. Brings Ahsoka <laughs> back, for example. So yeah, you know, hope's not always lost. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, um, Supreme Emperor. Do you have any uh, any anything that you would love to uh, uh, say to our, our audience and uh, any social handles to follow, uh, etc.? Oh, the one thing I normally always finish off with um, is kind of what my or kind of like what my personal vision for for the site and for Star Wars in general is, and that's that. While we may have different parts of it that we like, like you might like something different than me, I might like something different than you that's totally fine. Um, at the core, we all still love the same thing, Star Wars, and that's kind of the thing that binds us all together. Yeah, absolutely. Well said. That makes sense. And I actually did think of one last question. <laughs> all right, let's have it. <laughs> so, so how do you guys fend off the trolls? Because I'm sure there's people that are constantly editing pages at random to, like, insert their name and stuff. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Replace Anakin with yeah. my name. <laughs> So what we actually have is our recent changes feed, and this is built into the media with the software, but um, I'll link it here so you can see it. But this is the recent changes feed, so we can see everything that's been added. Um, for example, I can see that an I, someone who is editing from Logged Out has just two minutes ago edited the page for Agent Kolar. I pulled it up and see that, okay, they added in, uh, they were just adding in two graphic novel, graphic novel adaptations. Um, but at any given point, there's probably a couple dozen people keeping an eye on this. So generally, if you try to vandalize the site, you're not going to get very far. Okay, that's good. Because that, uh, I think I think it was Josh who pointed out to me, he edited something that he thought was mistaken, and then it got like edited back like 30 <laughs> seconds later. <laughs> so 
<laughs> I think you told me that one point. That would have been years ago. Uh, it it seems like you guys are, ago, yeah. you guys are really on it. Um, it sounds. I will say something after the show, so the podcast no, listeners don't get any bad ideas. I think. <laughs> <laughs> Always remember, you can block with one click. It's very easy. <laughs> okay, that probably solve it then. <laughs> yeah. Great power comes great responsibility. Am I right? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> All right, Supreme Emperor. It's been I a pleasure. I have to block Josh now. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> nice knowing you. All right, guys. We'll catch you later. Thanks for having us. Take care. Good chatting with you, Supreme Emperor, my lord. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, and thank you so much for tuning into the show. We will catch you in the next one. May the force be with you. 